This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim, your life changed on the weekend. This is uh, very exciting. I'm pumped to share this news with the Taz and Jim listeners. Are you ready for it? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got some sound effects here ready to go. Uh, however you want to do this, this is your moment. Okay. So tell us what happened on the weekend. I got engaged. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's the wrong one. Hey, do it again. I got engaged. Yes. Jim Kelly's getting married. Mm-hmm. Sorry, ladies. <laughs> got down on one knee. Went for it. You popped the question. I did, yeah. I saw the uh, the picture you posted on your Instagram and social media accounts yesterday. Sarah looked very excited. Oh, she was. In the pics. Yeah. We got some calls coming in. Adam wants to say, way to go, Jim. Go ahead. You're on the air, Adam. Hey, Jim. All right. I just want to wish you a big congrats on your engagement. I uh, wish you nothing but uh, the best in the future. Infinite happiness, laughter, and love. Uh, some of the best times in my life happened after your engagement. And uh, I hope the same for you, man. Hey, do you want to be my groomsman? That was a pretty good speech. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> cling, cling, cling. <laughs> Adams, uh, forget the uh, forget the federal election. Adams, uh, he's he's campaigning for the part of best man here. That was very well said, he's on Adam. The list. That must make you feel good, Jim. There's so many exciting times you have ahead of you. Sure, it's so true. Thank you for calling in there, Adam. We got some text messages. Uh, a lot of congratulations, congratulations, Sarah and Jim. Heart emojis. Here's a good one. This is from Doug. Way to go, Jim. Time for a new station. Who wants to listen to a couple old married guys? There's nobody left to live vicariously through. Oh, no. Did you want to share this picture with the Taz and Jim listeners? Will you post uh, yeah, it? I'll, I'll put it up. I put it on my Instagram last night. It looked pretty spectacular. You're down on one knee, and then in the background, there's fireworks going off. Mm-hmm. My wife saw it, and she's like, wow, that's how you do it. I was like, what do you mean? Was I not good enough? <laughs> Really does look like the uh, the final episode of The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, which I know you and Sarah do enjoy watching together, Jim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out to to Jenna uh, Remine who took that photo. She's not a professional photographer, but it looked it just turned out amazing. So yeah, perfect timing with the fireworks there in the background. You know what was funny? I don't know how much I should say, but I went to like a uh, I went to a place. That sells fireworks somewhere, uh-huh. and they didn't have any. Like I googled it and like found a place, and I went there. There was no fireworks, so I said to the guy, "Hey, I was looking to buy like a couple hundred dollars worth of fireworks." He's like, ah, "Hold on a second. and then he waits for the lady in there to leave, and he's like, "How can I help you?" I was like, "Oh, I'm looking for some fireworks." <laughs> and he's like, "Okay, come with me." He, takes and me, like, he opens his, back his room. Tr- opens he his did. trench coat, <laughs> and he's got fireworks dangling. He took me into like some back room. He's like, "Are you 19?" Yeah, yeah. And then he put him in a black garbage bag when I left so that nobody could see. <laughs> anyway, it felt real cool. Like I was. Uh, so you tracked down some underground yeah. fireworks. And I, I don't know what the rules are, you know, in the city, but not even the power of a local municipal bylaw officer could stop our love. Jim finally came around on the weekend, realized that he's never going to do any better. <laughs> wow. Than his girlfriend, Sarah. Or should I say. His fiance, because Jim Kelly's getting married, folks. Pop the big question on Saturday night, Jim. Tell us what happened. Um, I took her out 
Um, it's funny because what was supposed to happen Friday, just so they, they were, my nerves were a little ha- a little on edge because I was supposed to do this Friday and we had these plans. She wasn't feeling well, so I had to like pivot and make sure that my helpers were ready for the next night. So it all worked out in the end. But uh, now you say helpers, I know. I'll, I'll tell you the helpers. In you the didn't set. ask me to help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're too tall. You would have got seen. Over the hedges. Oh, they were hiding. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, or did you think that I'd get too excited if you told me beforehand that you were going to propose? No, I figured you'd be like, that's a stupid idea. Let me tell you how you should do it. And you change it around. I'd be like, no, Taz, this is my... No, I'm joking. I don't know. <laughs> I just asked my buddies who I knew would do it. So took her for dinner at six. That's when my friends went over to my house and started setting things up. Um, and to, started driving home around like nine, quarter after nine or so, right when the sun started setting. And I said, hey, put this blindfold on. So she put oh the blindfold boy. on. Here we go. And uh, we She dro- must have known at that point. Allegedly, she didn't. I don't know. I do like goofy stuff every once in a while. So, I, you know, I don't know if she, she thought may have messing thought, with it. Yeah, but, could have thought it was like a sex thing. Yeah, maybe. Or a murder thing when she said, are you going to murder me? <laughs> so we pull up to my place. She's like, where are we we're at my house uh-huh. but anyway I, I took her to the backyard and took off the blindfold and in the in the backyard there was like a runway of candles set up to this table that had like a white sheet on it some lights and some candles and rose petals and it had a dozen roses on it so i went up there and uh had the the champagne on ice i popped the champagne and um Said a couple nice things, but as soon as we got out of the car, before I took her blindfold off, I texted my buddies, 60 seconds, so I knew I had like 60 seconds until the fireworks were supposed to go off, so I wanted to make sure that while I was on one knee, there were fireworks going off while that happened, so I said a couple things, and the fireworks started going off, and she was all excited, and uh, then I got down on one knee and busted the ring out, and she looked very surprised. Uh Uh-huh. And, like, she still didn't know I was going to propose <laughs> somehow. Um, and, yeah, she said yes, and the fireworks were going off the whole time. And the neighbors, by the way, were having, like, a birthday party or something I didn't know about. So they were cheering and hooping and Looking hooping over hollering. the fence? Well, they were, like, they didn't look over the fence. It was, like, a high fence. They didn't know what was going on. They, they were, like, happy birthday! Because they thought it was for them or something. Like, they didn't know what the fireworks oh, were for. Oh, so they didn't know you were proposing next door. They thought that someone had arranged fireworks for their party. Yeah. So I'm, like, <laughs> I'm on one knee, and they're, like, whoop! Like all drunk, yeah, woo, happy birthday. Anyway, it was just a funny little part of it. And then, yeah, and then I, uh, once we, you know, kissed and did our thing, uh, my buddy John on the roof was like, hey, or I said, she said yes. And then my buddy John was like, hey, and then she got scared and she looked back and my buddy John was on the roof filming. <laughs> and then my buddy's wife was taking pictures. Yeah, people are coming out of the bushes. Yeah. <laughs> what the yeah. hell is going on here? <laughs> there is a, a guy in Texas named Kirk Johnson. He was in a band, and they recorded a song about wanting to be a rock star. He says he sent the demo of that song to Warner Music and Roadrunner Records, which is Nickelback's label. And then he was shocked when a couple years later, Nickelback released a song about wanting to be a rock star. When they were already rock stars. Uh Uh-huh. Huh. Hey, hey, I wanna be a rock star. 
Interesting. Snowblind Revival is the name of Kirk's band. And here is the song that he says Nickelback plagiarized. The guitar riff does sound a little similar. What do you think, Jim? I, yeah, I, I don't think the music sounds very similar, but I mean the whole concept and like the extravagant references to the things you're going to do with your rock star money. I mean, that's how the lyrics are built for the Nickelback version. Uh huh. Not that that's like a hugely original concept, but. I mean, I mean, maybe did did Weezer, Beverly Hills also rip off this song too? Like the, it's the same concept as well. A judge has found there's enough similarities that the suit can move forward. So mm. yeah, it's it's going to court, and I have a feeling that uh, that this guy has a case. I mean, anyone who is willing to admit they were the inspiration for Nickelback. <laughs> Put their neck on the line here. <laughs> right. Why would you admit that unless it was true? <laughs> this, is a, this is a nice feather in ACDC's cap here. There's a study that was done by a website, Rush Order Tees. What is the most popular band t-shirt across all genres of music? Number one on the list, ACDC. Hmm. I guess like everybody, not everybody likes ACDC, but like, you know, the thing when you, somebody's wearing a shirt of a band and you know, they don't like that band. They just like the shirt. Like when Kim Kardashian wears a shirt, like a Metallica shirt or a motorhead shirt. Yeah. 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 And then the thing is you go up to the person and you go, Oh, name a song. Name, name three songs. Name five ACDC songs. Anybody can name five ACDC that's songs. That's true. I was going to say, that's not that hard to do. <laughs> but you know if they start with, you shook me all night long, they're not a true fan, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you shook me all night long, thunderstruck. All right. No, if you said the jack, maybe. Giving a dog a dog a bone. That's Now that's an <laughs> ACDC song. Giving a dog a bone. <laughs> <laughs> but they also have like one of the most iconic logos or whatever you want to call it too right you gotta have a cool logo number two is aerosmith most popular band tees of all time uh queen number three pink floyd four five green day bob marley number six the foo fighters number seven the beatles number eight prince is number nine and this is shocking beating out Metallica, Nirvana, and Eminem at number 10, Ariana Grande. Really? Good for Ariana. Wait, did you say Rolling Stones anywhere in that top 10? No. How is the tongue? Like, like, you see everybody wear one of those. I think I've got three Rolling Stone shirts at home. (laughs) How many Ariana Grande ones? Four. (laughs) Rolling Stones isn't on the list. There's got to be something wrong there. Like, I'm just shocked that they don't have, like, that Green Day has more shirts in rotation out there. I'm surprised that Green Day would beat Metallica because you talk about iconic rock and roll logos. Sure. Like, I'd say Metallica and ACDC would be, those would be my two guesses. Yeah, yeah. It's the Beavis and Butthead, right? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Butthead had the ACDC and Beavis had the Metallica. Exactly. Right? Exactly. That's that's what I would have assumed. But yeah, Metallica didn't even make the top 10. Hmm. Good question here from Terry, one of our listeners. Where's Led Zeppelin? I see Zeppelin shirts all over the place. Yeah, true. But I mean, we go to places where we were expecting to see Zeppelin shirts. You know, concerts and, you know, guys, you know, our okay. age. You know, probably have a lot of these shirts that we see. But the fact the Rolling Stones aren't in the top ten is bewildering. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, I don't of, see One it. of the most iconic band logos, identifiers mm-hmm. out there. Like, almost bigger than the band itself. Awkward airplane flight. This is... A, the audio has just come out, but this happened a while ago. What's going on here? So this did happen in June, but for some reason the audio just surfaced. But this is a from a flight from Washington to Chicago, and it sounds like the pilot of the plane, but he is he is a pilot, but not on duty. So he's sitting near the front of the plane, and as the plane lands and people are, you know, that awkward transition where they're still in their seats. This is a commercial flight. Commercial flight filled with hundreds of people. What airline was it? American Airlines. Okay. One of the big ones. And uh, he grabs the microphone and he starts talking about the troubles he's had in his life as a Christian who's trouble or struggled with his homosexuality. And this is over the PA uh, system on the, the airplane. System. Everyone's hearing this. Nobody okay. asked him for it. And I'm telling you, he takes you on a journey. Though I was raised by Christians in the church, I never felt like I could share that with anyone. I screamed to God every night that he would take away my sins and thoughts and resulting homosexual tendencies. My life spent, kept spiraling out of control. I became a sexual addict and turned to pornography. It's okay. I'm sorry if you're comfortable. Uh, I just want you to hear me. I'm, I'm not trying to tell you what to do but i became a sexual addict turned to pornography i thought sexual thoughts about both men and women started messing around with others who had similar tendencies every aspect of my life was filled with lies i got married to a woman almost five years ago i could not tell her about my pain and struggle with homosexuality even though i was in love with her just just over one year into our marriage i began to give in to the pressure of being gay I asked other gay crew members questions about their lifestyle and what and what led them to becoming gay. Pretty soon I was talk, taking part in that lifestyle. I had sex with men and would come home from work trips and pretend that nothing happened. Ultimately, I want to share the love of Christ with you. If you feel uncomfortable, that's fine, but I will talk to you in the gay area. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> the awkward <laughs> smattering of applause. Okay. Yikes. <laughs> Sir, this is an American <laughs> Airlines flight. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get he's gone through a struggling time. Good I get that's a him. tough position to be in for sure. And now and now he uh he can be his true self. Congratulations, but that is not something you're expecting to hear. As your plane touches down on the tarmac. Yeah. And who, if you've got a story to share, like, put it on YouTube. It's so easy. Like, what are the odds that somebody on that flight is going? They might be. But nobody wants... You can't just trap people somewhere. It's a captive and then audience. preach to them. Yeah. <laughs> they're not captive if they're trapped. Literally, I guess they are literally captive. Yeah, they're a captive audience there. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's awkward. I, I would have loved to be on that flight. <laughs> I would. You would. Like, what is going on here? Can you imagine if you and I were sitting there and yeah. that guy started into that? Like when we went to Florida, Jim, and 
The woman started singing gospel hymns at the top of her voice. Oh, before we were about to take off. Before the plane took off. Yeah, that was unnerving. Everyone's squirming. She's making everyone see. She's like, oh, does she know something we don't know? <laughs> Swing low, sweet chariot. <laughs> She's going for the bass parts, too. It was very Going weird. for carry me home. <laughs> well, some people weren't enjoying it. Uh, one guy was like, I don't give an S, bro. Just let me off this damn plane. <laughs> That's what everyone was thinking. <laughs> yeah. 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 Congratulations for, for being your authentic self, but I've got a connecting flight, so can I just go? Wanna see you peacock, cock, cock, you peacock, It's time for sports with Taz peacock, and Jim. Cock, Devin Peacock, peacock is still on vacation. Peacock, Must be nice. Must be nice to be the peacock. Joining us is Mike Stubbs from Global News Radio. Hey, Stubbs. Good morning, Taz and Jim. I didn't realize you were a big NASCAR guy. I always love the names of races. You guys ready for this one? The Big Machine Vodka 400 at the Brickyard, powered by Florida Georgia Line. Oh, boy. Maybe you was That is the most NASCAR <laughs> sentence I've ever heard. The name of the race is a full sentence. <laughs> and you know what? The race itself was a full day. Uh, there were crashes all over the place because this was a road course. So they're not going round and round and round. They're making turns kind of like on an F1 track, and uh, it got awfully nasty. There were crashes. They actually had to replace a curve in the road, one of the you know the, the little white and black checkered lines that go along the side mm-hmm. of the track. They actually had to replace that. They hauled it away because it had been so damaged by some of the crashes that had gone on. And then if you go into what ended up being overtime, they had to go to overtime twice in this race. And you had Denny Hamlin, you had Chase Briscoe, you had A.J. Allmendinger, and Matt DiBenedetto, and none of them had a win this year, and all of them were kind of right up at the front. And then because of a bump, you had Chase Briscoe go across part of the track. So picture him driving right across the grass. So if he was to go on the track, he'd have to go Like I do in Mario Kart all the time. Yeah, shortcut. (laughs) Don't they call it the shortcut? That's what they call it. And he all of a sudden is right up next to the leader. And then moments later, there he is just in behind the leader. And he spins out the leader and ends up being in the lead. Now, he got penalized for this and didn't get the win. A.J. Allmendinger got that. But this was just absolute craziness. And it matched the name of the race perfectly. Yeah, I'd assume that you're not allowed to just cut across the course. There's got to be a rule in the the official NASCAR book that says you can't do that, right? That's right. Well, he got he got a penalty for it, and it was Denny Hamlin that was in front of him, but he got a penalty for it, but it's not like they disqualify you. Mm. It's easier to kind of wreck your way out of a race than it is to be penalized out of a race. Maybe this is why they usually just drive in an oblong circle. Let's keep <laughs> things simple here, folks. <laughs> Florida Georgia line would agree with you, Jim. <laughs> Keep it simple. Not bad weather through the weekend for Budweiser Stage. You had Arkells doing the long weekend shows. You can get it. Congratulations again to all the Taz and Jim listeners who were able to win tickets. Go check out Arkells. One of those winners 
truck driving Terry, who joins us. Hey, Terry. Good morning, gentlemen. TDT. <laughs> oh, yeah. What a concert. I'm glad the wife won that with that knock-knock joke, I'm telling you. Oh, your wife won the tickets. Very nice. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, tell us about the show. You were there which night? Uh, Friday night. Yeah, it was uh, really good. Everybody was in a good mood, cheerful, and rocking out like you would not believe. They really rocked out. I thought uh, Roof was going to collapse there one time. They were just... <laughs> Oh, unbelievable. Good thing there's no roof. Yeah, thank <laughs> It's an outdoor amphitheater. <laughs> well, there is yeah. the, there's the roof over the stage. Right? Yeah, that's true. It's pretty uh, big, yeah. There's a roof quite a, quite a few rows back, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never been to that venue before, but it was awesome. Like, it, the sound was perfect. Like, everything was just awesome, man. Just awesome. Were the people in the audience, uh, like, 50% more drunk than you would have expected outside of COVID? Like, was everybody super keen to get back to a concert, you think? Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. But it was still a few drunks there, you know, everybody having a good time, having some drinks, and, yeah, it was... Uh, Had you ever seen Arkells perform live before, Terry, or was that no, your first I, time? No, I have not. And they exceeded your expectations from the sounds oh, of it. Yeah, they're, they're, like, an awesome group, like, unbelievable. Horn section going? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah by the way, the seats were awesome, too. Oh, yeah, that's how we like to do it, buddy. Yeah, I'm we, just on an awesome mood now. Thanks, guys. You're awesome. welcome. Then I got a week to holidays. That's even more awesome. I know huh? you're on vacation this week. I was going to say, give us a review with your with your truck horn. You know, <laughs> yeah. out of five horn honks, what does the show get? But you're not in your truck. No. Oh, <laughs> driving the Model T. <laughs> <laughs> We're glad you had fun. Say hi to your wife for us, okay? Yeah. He's listening. Okay, okay, you guys have a good day. See you, see you, Terry. Yeah, we like to hook you guys up. Keep listening for a chance to win a ticket to the next big show. And kudos to everyone who was able to have fun and rock out, as Terry said, <laughs> with the Arkells at Budweiser stage through the weekend. And it was confirmed we are going to have a snap oh, election snap, oh, snap, oh, snap. coming up in September. How many people did you talk to on the weekend that were excited about it, Jim? <laughs> Zero. <laughs> this here. is for nobody. This is for nobody but the party who thinks that they're going to, you know, get a little more power through this. Yeah, the the party who called the election, yeah. the liberals. What Trudeau Trudeau obviously thinks it's a good idea. I saw some uh, writing in sidewalk chalk while I was walking downtown on the weekend, uh, contrary really? to that train of thought. Yeah. It was a temporary pl- uh, way to make a message? Uh, some, some non-Trudeau fans had some sidewalk chalk out on the weekend. <laughs> maybe, maybe it is good that it can erase easy so the kids don't have to well, see it. Well, you can't it. get charged with vandalism, I guess, right? Because it's not permanent. Yeah, the yeah. spray paint, you could get in big trouble. Sure. The sidewalk chalk, it washes away. I mean, at least it's going to be over quick. I think September 12th is the day or September 20th or something like that. It's coming up soon. That is the beauty about this country. It doesn't drag on for three, four years. Like, they're already campaigning for the next American presidential election Mm. now, right? Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, we are going to be going to the polls, uh, middle of a pandemic, as the kids are hopefully maybe going back to school. We still don't know 100%. 
Uh, could this backfire for the Liberals? Yeah, maybe. Or or they could be right. They could be uh, calling this thing at the right time, God, making it happen for them. so funny if it backfired. It would just be karma because nobody wants it. We, it's so transparent what's happening. There's so many more priorities we should be facing right now it would just be the funniest thing ever if it happened I, if it does happen if it if it uh, backfires i can't re- wait to read the sidewalks the day after <laughs> the election thank you very much for checking out the taz and jim podcast if you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way live on the radio you can do that on fm 96 in london or y108 in hamilton weekday mornings from 5 30 until 9 30 or subscribe Keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. (laughs) For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.